Oh, last time on Dominaria, the gay ship Weatherlight sailed in and wrecked the reformed cabal before everything turned bad. What? What's that? What about Dominaria United? What about the Phyrexian Invasion? Don't worry about it. It's fine. Another our sparks ignited one shot. I think that's what we're calling it. Yes. Well, I am Chell. I use the they them pronouns, and I will be your game master for tonight as we run the pig smoke. The yep, as we run the game pig smoke set on Dominaria at Talaria West. I am joined by a bunch of lovely people this evening, such as Jell. Hi, I'm Jell. My pronouns are she, they. Um, I am playing Aeolian Fitchex, professor of healing in the Department of Life and Death. Um, and my playbook is the Git. Uh, Aeolian's uh, pronouns are they, them. Hello, y'all. Uh, my name is Nyx. I use she, her pronouns. And tonight I am playing assistant professor Iosa. First name... To be determined, a.k.a. Mysterious. She is a networker in the Department of Foresight. Uh, she is an emotional vampire, which makes everyone think, oh, she must be in the Department of Mindbending. Common misconception, she is not. Howdy, everybody. I am Matthew R. Dawson. My pronouns are he, him. And tonight I'm playing Edward Albert Poe of the Dominari Pose. No doubt you've already heard of us. Um, my pronouns are also he, him. And my playbook is The Workhorse. I am also part of the Department of Alchemy. It is the final weeks of this year of school at Teleria West. The sun is out. It's it's that nice, warm feeling. It's just fun. it's beautiful. Let me say that. And it's like about two weeks before finals, but you know most of the seniors have already checked out. A lot of the staff has already checked out. <laughs> Even near the end. Things aren't going to be easy for our three intrepid professors. Uh, we are going to open this scene on y'all eating lunch together somewhere at, on the campus. Where would y'all be? Somewhere with a lot of people. I'm, it's, I think, an open question as to whether Iosa can actually eat normal food as opposed to uh, osmosing emotions from those in her vicinity. Ideally, somewhere people are being joyous. That tastes better. Well, I can ex I can say that most likely the the ripest place for uh, consumption for you would be the the local uh, uh, cafe, and that would also be an excellent place to get a nice cup of tea and perhaps a sandwich. So why don't we go there? Hell yeah. Oh, yes, the local cafe. Right, but hmm, good enough. Some of us do have to watch our figures, and he pets his belly a little bit <laughs> as he's walking. <laughs> At least I can have the tea. And, you know, maybe your tea is interrupted because you are part of the Department of Foresight, so you probably have some kind of future-telling capabilities. Mm-hmm. But you get the bad feeling of someone coming up to ask you a question or your food, your lunch getting interrupted. Can I get you to roll uh, just straight 2d6? 2d6 coming right up. Let us move a small incestuous world. That is a flat seven. Seven. Okay. On a seven to nine, choose one of these options. You run into someone you really would have rather avoided. 
you catch wind of some bad news that will affect your department, or you see two other faculty members doing something highly dubious, and you are implicated or drawn in. You know, I think Ayosa finds herself hounded by students sometimes, desperate for a grade, desperate for extra points. And so the aura of desperation and seasoned by despair that they carry with them has a bad tendency of souring not only the mood, but uh, quite literally her taste buds. And I imagine one of these students, one of these regulars, as she euphemistically refers to them, maybe spots her and tries to schmooze her for some kind of favor or leniency. An elf named Marina walks up to you, hat in, her hat in hand, with that look of worry on her face. I also just whispers, Oh, God, it's not again. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what does... What is Marina about to ask you about that you know is going to be asked, but you really can't stop her from asking? Ayosa will answer first. Just the answer before the question. No, I'm sorry. I cannot give bonus points on an exam retake. You know that's the policy. We've talked about this two weeks in a row now. Please. But I've I've done so Clearly much. I've done so impressive. much extra credit, though, and you know I'm not good at ex. You know, you know I'm not good at exams, and I get really stressed out in intense situations when I'm put on the spot. That's why I want to, you know, study the future so I don't get. What was what was the student's name again? Marina. Marina, I think Iosa just kind of her face twists up as if she just tasted the sourest coffee. And she rubs her nose, breathes in, exhales, and kind of just puts on a mask for a moment and uh, put, lays a hand gently on Marina's uh, own and says, listen. I've seen the future, as have, well, all of us in the Department of Foresight, and there are great things in yours. Maybe not immediately, maybe not perfectly, but they're on the way. Have faith in yourself. Trying to schmooze her into a better mood to stop ruining this tea. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Yeah, roll plus charisma. Alrighty. That is a 14. Hell oh, shit, yes. yeah. Nice. All right. On a 10 plus. Yep, that's simple. Just calm down and stop ruining my tea. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Awesome. She's hyperventilating now out of joy. Th- thank you, Professor Ayosa. Uh, thank you. Um, I'm, I'm going to go... Uh, I don't know what I'm going to do. Thank you so much. Don't forget to study, of course. I, and I won't. Yeah. You know how visions of the future aren't exactly precise in the timekeeping, so I'm not promising excellence this semester, but it's coming. Don't you worry. Everything will turn up Marina one day. Indeed. Have a good one. Thank you. And she walks off with her head held slightly higher than it was before. Not quite, her neck isn't quite straight, but you know, you take what you can get with some of these students. And Iosa. Yes? You are too soft on your students. Listen. Joy like that, Iosa takes another sip. A good counterbalance to the sour note of earlier. Besides. Well, I suppose lying does get us places. <laughs> Consider it. Well. Fort- foresight with latitude. Hmm. 
Latitude, indeed. So some people prefer honey, others prefer agave, but you prefer lying to people to make your tea sweeter. That is fascinating. And you just see Poe write scribbling in a notebook. He's been just analyzing this whole scenario that was going on (laughs) and recording. I love that. Your fascination is an interesting spice, but please don't make me out to be some kind of demon. It's really not my job to classify. That's an entirely different department. Mine deals more with um, creation and, and, and things of that nature. But you never know where an inspiration might come from. And this, uh, this gift you have of uh, just schmoozing these students could be an interesting thing to apply to science. Well, let me in on the research paper if that winds up panning out. For now, it's nice to enjoy a moment of calm before the annual storm of finals. Oh, don't remind me. Oh, I don't know. Finals are an exciting time. So much work getting done. So many things to grade. It's exciting. It's thrilling. It's very fascinating to see what these young minds come up with. Usually to disastrous effects. Disastrous indeed. If it's anything like last year's set, I'm going to be failing half my class, and the ones I am passing are barely mediocre enough to survive this school. Ah, that's what makes it so much fun. And he just kind of chuckles a little bit as he sips on his tea. Don't fail too many. Otherwise, the uh, open secret of the heist of foresight might pick up steam, and I do not want to deal with the seer chewing us all out again on seven timelines simultaneously. Oh yes, and do you want to have someone who has failed, who has, okay, let, let me put it this way. If you had one of my students try to heal one of your injuries, would you want it to be one who I passed because I just wanted to be nice? Would you... Of course not. All I'm saying is, all tools in their own measure. Professor Fitzshakes, as mm-hmm. you were saying that, you hear a, rec- a voice that you recognize as one of your students, like whispering to another one, like kind of that sage whisper, like, hey, don't look now, but it's Professor Shitfit having lunch. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Hmm. Uh, do I, do I, um, okay, just quick question before I respond to this. Um, would this happen to be, uh, is this just any student of mine or is this, is this the, the specific student that is like untouchable? Are you going to look, turn around to look before you? Um, yes. In fact, actually, I think, I think the first thing I'll do is slowly turn around and death stare the students that are talking about me. (laughs) Yes, you see the student who is in fact untouchable. Like, oh god, looking. Wait, what is what is their name? Uh, that's a good question. What is their name? Um, ooh, great question. Um, that I should have been prepared for, but it's totally not. Um, <laughs> Dave. Dave. All right. And you yeah. can give him some kind of fancy last name that makes him, you know, noble or or important or whatever. I don't know. Dave is Dave part- important. No, it's of the important family. Of the important. One of the lesser houses of House Capuchin, which are a house belonging to a famous hero of Dominaria, but I'm pretty sure Fitchix doesn't care about bloodlines, apart from the fact that Dave is untouchable because... There's cur- the house department of Necro- life and death is currently housed in the important hall. Oh my god! Of course, that's oh my god. Okay, so so, Fitchex will uh turn around, give a death stare, see that it is in fact 
Dave. <laughs> um, turn back around and just whisper to themselves, just tune it out, just tune it out, just tune it out. Would that be like marking some stress? Just be every time you realize that you cannot just rip Dave and you asshole. Maybe. I mean, you're the you're the MC. Yeah, Mark. Mark, I think of stress. Okay. But luckily, before y- y'all have to listen to Dave do any more talking, and like you are getting. S- You do hear some nervous laughter and giggling as Dave keeps talking about you now that, like, the other students realize that you're not just going to come over and tear them and you asshole while Dave's sitting there. (sighs) But, luckily, you all do have a meeting with Dean Nabon about some important matters, so... You have a good excuse to gracefully exit this situation, if you wish. Don't we have some sort of meeting we need to attend, my dear colleagues? Oh, I don't know. Um, This interaction could actually be very fascinating in and of itself. I would be quite interested to see how this plays out. But if it's up to- if, if we must go, we must go, I suppose. Hmm. Say, why don't you two go ahead? I... I'll do you a favor and find some dirt on the immovable object over there, and maybe that'll give you a little breathing room, hmm? Ayosa, that's so kind of you. I do worry that you're doing a favor for a curmudgeon like me won't net you any benefit. Hmm. But I suppose you might get some fun practice with that little lying skill of yours, hmm? You are a sharp tooth, aren't you? Go on now. While the other two professors uh, begin to make their exit, I also will try to... Chat with Dave and try to essentially get him to confide in, oh, maybe he cheated on this or something or other. And, I don't know, a little bit of leverage against someone of the importance could be of use. Mm-hmm. All right, Red the intent here being the move, tell me everything. PDF page 42, compulsion. Ooh, let's see. Yes. Tell me everything. When you spend time chatting and gossiping with someone, roll plus charisma. On a hit, they'll tell you a secret, either about themselves or someone else. You choose who, the MC will tell you what. On a 7 through 9, though, you have to give up a secret yourself in order to earn their confidence. All right. So, roll your move. All right. That is an eight. Eight. All right. So they'll tell you a secret either about themselves or someone else. And you want Dave to tell you a secret about him or his family. About him. That's more immediately usable. Give me a quick approach of how you're coming up to this. I think she'll kind of go with a uh, lightly admonishing angle of, careful now, everyone knows walls have ears. L- literally, I've, they're everywhere here. Oh, pfft. it's not like shit fit can even touch me. We all have our grudges, all the same. You wouldn't want to make more work for yourself, would you? I guess not. Uh, yeah, like, I'm on like I'm on kind of shaky ground with my dad, so you know I'm I'm getting I'm getting my pleasure where I can, you know. Hmm, understandable enough. I know. Well, I can't eat there, but uh, Ainsley's over in town. 
I might not be able to, I might not be able to have the food, but it is nice walking by sometimes to savor the savoring of those inside. Oh yeah, you're like that psychic vampire professor, aren't you? Thank you for actually remembering for once. Yeah, like you're from the Department of Mind Bending? And there it goes. <laughs> Face in hand. <laughs> <laughs> Department of Foresight, actually. Oh, wow. Well, I bet you see I bet you saw that one coming. Every single time. So we're gonna cut back over to the other two as you are walking along the campus. You your journey to the main administrative building takes you by the quad. You see people like enjoying the time out rather than studying. You see like a young couple making out. And you also see a woman in kind of bluish armor. She has dark skin and uh, afro, and she has one of those glowing, uh, glowing red eye. She's sitting b- behind a table with a sign that says Mishra, Mishra was right. Prove me wrong. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say who, who, who or what is Mishra? Mishra was one of the brothers during the Brothers War. And you know, this is a shitster who occasionally comes over from Latnam, another another magical school, who is like one of those weird Phyrexian crypto fascists. Oh no! Yeah, and she just comes over here and like tries to get into fights with people as they are going to class. Her name is Rona. Her name is Rona. Yes, that's so funny. How many H's in that name? Zero. Ah, oh, I was hoping for three or more. <laughs> <laughs> Why? There are four, but you'll never guess where. <laughs> okay. Are you going to ignore her as she is yelling at people passing by, or what's the Ooh. deal? I mean, I have to say it's quite tempting to um, give Rona peace of my mind. What's the matter? Talarian's afraid of a little debate, afraid of discussing things in the free marketplace of ideas. Y'all were founded by a eugenics guy, and I think that really needs to be discussed. But no, everyone's always saying, shut up, Rona, because you can't handle me with my free marketplace of ideas, big brain, like 200 IQ takes. I mean, if everyone already knows this, then why does it particularly need to be discussed? It's already a common known thing. So really, all you're really doing is wanting to shout to the rooftops to waste people's time. Is is that what you're actually saying here? I believe Rona is quite like a pigeon stomping all over a chessboard, thinking she's won the fight, but actually just causing a massive mess. Please. Typical deflection and tactics. I am saying that maybe Phyrexia is right on some things and we're just all blindly following someone because they hate Phyrexia. Ooh, machines, ooh, bad. Like, grow up. Quick note, which department head, or was it the dean, who was essentially a separated, peaceful fragment of the Phyrexian hive mind again? It's the Department of Artifacts and Relics. That's right. Right. Sorry, I'm trying to think on my feet here, but like, I'm not, I come up with comebacks in the shower, you guys, not in real life. That's everyone. Mood. <laughs> I come up with comebacks to arguments that will never happen, and then just oh, me too. avoid them. That's what I should be doing, is I should invent, I should, that's what I should have been doing this past week, is like inventing things to be mad about, and then figuring <laughs> out what I would say to them, just to get ready for this character. You can practice now. Imagine that's actually... What? What? I forget which one is behind the change my mind meme. Crowder. Stephen uh, Crowder. Yeah. That bastard. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know about you, uh, 
Professor Professor Fitzshex. Um, but I I kind of trailed off there and and stopped paying attention to what the dude with the sign said. It's like, what? Why? Why bother debating somebody who who doesn't have a chance at academia in the first place? Oh, you've made an excellent point, Poe. Oh, in fact, I think you've made the correct decision by uh, not engaging with this drivel in the first place. <laughs> you have to come here and proselytize your garbage on our campus on the outside because they won't let you in. <laughs> embarrassing. You must be embarrassed. I would if I were you. I would certainly be embarrassed if I were you at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I would. Jell, I want you to roll to scathe and get to take a plus one from the help. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. All right. Heck I actually yeah. put five. my plus two into charisma because I just wanted to be able to scathe people well. Nice. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Wow. All right. Uh, with a plus one, that ends up being a total of 13. Hell nice. yes. <laughs> so on a 10 plus, choose one. Cringe or cower, flee or presence give you something they think you want all right um i i want them to flee <laughs> absolutely yeah I, <laughs> yeah I think rona is just going to like stare, stare silently open her mouth to say something else close it again open it again it's like, well i guess you just want to be small-minded and uncompleted and live in your own safety bubble on this PC campus. Fine, then. I know where I'm not wanted, I'm, but I will be back. I will be back, and everyone will see the truth. I will, I will be back. She's, like, gathering up, like, everything that she had laid out on the table. She's not taking the banner. She's just, like gathering her belongings to her chest and backing my feet. This is not over. I will keep coming back until I'm proven right. And she all leaves the scene. We will not miss you. I think maybe Iosa is starting to catch up at that point, but has kept her distance, like, visibly, because she does not want to pick up these rancid vibes. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as uh, th this individual is walking away, Poe just kind of turns to Professor Fitchicks and says, y you know, if she really or they really wanted to uh, open and expand their mind, they really should just go to the Department of Alchemy. We have so many things to open and expand the mind. Uh, just a, a, a tiny little hit would, would, would uh, clear away all of that angst and anguish and all of that. It, it would be quite cathartic. A hit of what, pray tell? You know, potions and, and, and things of that nature cre created by science. Of course, of course. I imagine Iosa is finally starting to catch up for realsies, given... Oh, thank goodness the coast is clear now. Fitcher. You're welcome. Uh, you can consider that uh, favor in return for... Uh, Gathering some intel for me. Oh, no, no, no. You would have done that anyway, I know. <laughs> Got me there. <laughs> Poe's just writing in his book everything that just happened in minute detail. <laughs> Hell yeah. You're able to make your way successfully to the to the administrative building. And Naban's secretary's like, Oh, it's y'all. Uh, yeah, go go on in. I believe he's done with his last set of meetings. So, you know, you're just in time for whatever he wants, you know. Um, good or bad? Do you know that much? <sighs> Mix? Define good or bad. Bad, then. Uh, you know, he's not... He's not cutting any department funding, but he he's gotten a lot of ideas in his head that Ugh, ideas. Yes, his 
his eyes are bigger than all of our mouths combined. Well, you know, Iosa, no news is good news, so here comes the bad news. Well, I suppose there's nothing to do but get on with it. At least there's only one timeline we'll be chewed out in at once. He has dark hair that's graying around the temples, and he's in elaborate wizard robes. And currently, like, two hovering lights are just, like, beside him on the desk, like, perfectly spaced apart. By the way, what do you all look like? Um, Poe is, uh, uh, an average height human with, um, blondish hair streaked with gray. He has very light eyes, um, that is bespeckled at all times. Um, a little bit of stubble on the chin as, as though he, he forgets to shave every so often. Um, pure tweed, like just pure tweed from, from the, the collar down. Um, and with, you know, with the, the, um, the elbow patches and, and everything. But of course, over that is a, a lab coat that's just stuffed full. Every single pocket has some sort of gadget or gizmo or random thing just all about him. And of course, he always has a gigantic book in his in one hand, quill in the in the other, and is just writing nonstop about anything he sees because everything leads to some form of research. I think Iosa likes uh, having flowy garments, so I think she has kind of a half-robe, half-dress kind of shindig, but all of them have been tailored in very specific spots that just kept being problem points for brief premonitions of getting snagged on a branch or caught in the edge of a table or so forth. Um, I think she mostly likes to wear... Hmm, I guess kind of a more reddish color profile, typically. Um, long black hair, um, slightly severe features, uh, but most of all, I think, tired eyes. She does her best for her students, but She's constantly being harried and trying to dodge them when she sees them coming with that mood again. Um, but she isn't quite able to dodge all of them. And so, yes. Yeah, so for Aeolian Fitchecks, um, so they are bald um, and have, I think, gold, um, gold earrings. Um, like I'm thinking, I'm thinking actually, no, I like the idea of, of gold plugs. Um, so like, uh, probably like, a like, uh, I don't actually know the different gauge sizes, but like, you know, just got some cool gold plugs. Um, but other than that, their aesthetic is like kind of goth. Um, they uh they have thick black eyebrows which are kind of contrasting to the baldness um and uh dark brown eyes uh the 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 thick eyebrows look pretty much permanently angry and when uh when they're actually angry they somehow look even angrier than they do normally but like total resting bitch face um and uh they wear a black like uh i'll say it's like a um medical robe in the sense that inside the sleeves like a trench coat or something there's like a bajillion um like tools and supplies and things for like you know uh um medical care like you know they're they're a walking first aid kit um iosa also always has on her a uh, small golden colored pendant with a weird, complex design on the front. Uh, she doesn't exactly know its significance, but she has the vibe that it'll be important somehow. That's her item. All right. He sees the two, three of you, and he just puts his hands together. Huh. 
the three of you have decided to show up to this meeting. Uh, well, it's been staggered throughout the day so I could more address people's needs and what I want of them one-on-one. If you would please sit down, and he spreads apart his hands, the one wooden chair that was sitting opposite his desk splits into three separate chairs. Yes, he does that, and he motions for each of you to get into one of them. It is not optional with Dean. Fascinating magic. Just fascinating. Scribble, scribble, scribble. Uh, Alien will, without a word, just sit in the nearest chair. As will Iosa. Finals are coming up. How are your students prepared to pass all of their classes? Oh, you know they aren't. Aeolian, I know that you have anything, you only have the highest standards, but this year we're not only competing with Latnam, we're also competing, we're also competing with Tolarian Academy at Orvada and the Shadow Academy, he says with a hint of disdain for the Shadow Academy, which apparently operates somewhere in a pocket dimension. Something that has been a stick in his in his like foot for as long as you've worked here. <laughs> we have to show them we have the best students. And what better way to show them that than by having the most passing grades while, you know, maintaining some failures to... Make it look like we're not passing everyone. I will pass those students who have earned it. And I would advise hmm, some caution, Dean. See, if we pass too many, if we drop the standards too low, it doesn't take a seer or the seer of our department over at Foresight to foretell how temporary that prestige would be. Yes, but we just need it to be temporary. We can, you know, I'm not saying drop the stand. It's maybe great on a curve. Mm, yes, and, and do tell me, Dean, that would you would you like it very much if uh perhaps one of my students um curved your spine as well because they misunderstood a critical aspect of the healing magic i am attempting to instill in them are you trying to scathe him it's not so much that i'm trying to scathe him it's that like Maybe I am. I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah. I think you might be. <laughs> I, I feel like think... you are. Yeah, you're giving him okay, a piece yeah, of okay. your mind. Uh, no, you're right. I totally am. <laughs> Since he has leverage and authority over you, roll 3d6 and discard the highest of the you two. You got it. Do I have a, a third d6 over here? Um, just re-roll whichever is the highest and remember the number. Um, That would be... um. No, wait, no, because that was higher. So, okay, so that was... Uh, this is ass. That's a five. <laughs> After your plus two... Yes! Oh, no. I rolled a one, oh. two, and four. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Professor Fitchix, Alien, I deeply value your expertise. And... I know that you want to produce only the finest students. But I would suggest you think twice before taking that kind of tone with the person who controls your career. I have my private medical staff. And yes, people might not get everything you want them to get right now in this very year, but many medics like Orm the great have learned on the job so you will grade on a curve and if i you know what 
you know, if I get any complaints from students this year, I am going to be looking at magical rate my professors after the semester is out. Magical rate my professors. I love the idea that you just get your scrying orb and you tap on it to just magical rate my professor dot orb. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, Aeolian will just bow their head and say, of course, sir. Just cowed for the moment. All right. Take another stress because that is... <laughs> you know, I'm going to volunteer Iosa taking a stress because... Uh, again, vibes in the room, close proximity, nothing else to focus on. Aim, <laughs> <laughs> you could uh, you could see this all coming as soon as <laughs> Aeolian opened their yeah. mouth. Um, quick <laughs> point of order. Um, stress is stress burnout or is stress less uh, on a lesser track than burnout? I forget. Oh, I. I thought stress led to burnout, but if it's burnout... Um, I think burnout is, like, the big deal. I vaguely remember stress being uh, a littler deal. Um, I just... Yeah, I'm, I was wondering the same thing, actually, because um, it's not like we exactly have character sheets? Fair enough. Burnout? Okay, harm and burnout. Okay, so psychological is burnout. So every character starts as a fresh-faced staffer with nine empty burnout boxes. So, yeah, you've marked two burnouts so far. And when you fill your third burnout box, or very soon after, you are called into your department head's office for an informal chat. During this chat, the department head will drag up every mistake you've made, every failure or disaster that's happened on your watch, and generally berate you for incompetence while under the guise of a concerned chat about your workload and mental health. Oof. Big what, oof. What page is that on in the book? PDF 22. But we can recover burnout via our fulfillment criteria. So Aeolian is bowing their head as that happens. Iosa is cringing. Does Edward have any physical reaction to oh, this? Um Poe's been sitting there just writing in his book this entire time. Um, he vaguely is aware of, of what's going on in the room, but um, the dean hasn't actually asked him anything, so he's just, like, taking notes and kind of vaguely oblivious. I... Yes. Sorry, I'm... Sorry to be so informal. But... Since Professor Joda is missing currently, believe he's probably somewhere on a research out near Otaria. But could you see if you, an assistant of yours or someone else in the Foresight Department could cover history? You should already know all the questions that are going to be asked. Uh, I need to get another lecture in. Yes, I'll do it. All right, then. Well, does anyone have any more questions for me before we go? Not, not really, sir, um, Poe says for the first time. Uh, Professor McBoomy already sent down word th through the department that as long as a, a student can successfully create an explosion, they pass. So uh, whatever, tally-ho and so forth, carry on. See, I'm glad that someone, he says, looking to Fitchix, knows what the requirements for this year are. All right, well, get to your, get to your lectures. I expect great things from all of you. Go on. I have, I'll probably have more meetings. Uh, yes, of course. Thank you. Thank you, sir, for your time. We, we certainly all appreciate it. Um, uh, don't we, colleagues? Yes, thank you, Dean. Uh, Indubitably. I was, I was very much forcing a f smile, and basically, I think the instant she steps out of the room, she finds the nearest trash can and just, like, spits into it, because the, the vibe's absolutely rancid. 
Does that help? Ugh, marginally. <coughs> the cleaning homunculus looks at you appreciatively that you didn't spit onto the floor as it just walks by with a broom. <sighs> well, another day, another... Hmm. Something. Headache? That's probably the most constant here, isn't it? Nothing like academia. At least when you're in within uh, hearing of the, the alchemy department. <laughs> <laughs> the building rumbles slightly as another student has successfully passed alchemy exams this year. <laughs> Very absently, just um, adjust a painting on the wall that got askew as he. Was. <laughs> uh, Edward. Uh, yes. So that I don't have to mm, waste man mana and components on this for extra accuracy, please tell me, the students this year aren't liable to have their explosions reach. The Department of Foresight, right? For the first time, you see Poe's eye just twinkle a little bit, and he says, Well, wouldn't your department already know that? And just smiles. Uh, I don't want to have to cast for it, though. You, you know Professor McBoomy. He um, always loves a good explosion, but I, I'm... I think it's safe to say it will be maintained on the grounds as another explosion just rocks the entire um, campus <laughs> just a little bit. Uh, I'm calling it now. Someone's going to be shattering my windows. Ugh. Well, you can just repair them again. Alas, I'm not in the Department of Alchemy, so that's slightly outside my wheelhouse, but I know a certain pr Professor Poe that can help if that future comes to pass. I do have an app for that. And he pulls out a small contraption and kind of fiddles with it. Uh, just, just some simple applied science. Somehow I see that catching on, that phrasing. <laughs> <laughs> It's time for your lectures for this week, your dramatic lectures. Iosa, are you, is this lecture going to be at the history department or are you getting someone else to take care of that? I think she'll actually go to the history department. Um, because she's kind of passively gaining sustenance, as long as she's around people, each space in the campus kind of comes to have a flavor of its own, not as if the building itself expresses emotion that she can taste or anything, but rather, you know, there's a palette to each area. So she mm, partially goes on her own over there to the Department of History for, I don't know, switch it up. You can't have the same meal every day. I will have you roll plus 2d6 plus Alrighty. charisma. That is a 10 plus 2 for a 12. I know you don't know too much about history, but give me a brief, like, what do you like, Tron? You can just make sure. up some. I think she, so that she doesn't have to do quite as much prep, does, oh, no, this is fun. I think she does a lecture on the history of the advancement of foresight magics in the region and how that has dovetailed with the local chaotic economic history, what with various noble houses and merchants and whatnot, you know, either using advanced foresight rituals and spells to forecast the market, other ones using the same to counter their forecast, others doing the same to counter the counter of the forecast. And predictably, this results in local economic fortunes, especially for bigger merchants and some of the more vulnerable noble families, to flicker wildly. They could be 
unimaginably in debt one day and unimaginably rich the other day. And that chaos seeps over into everything and everyone in the region to some extent. And I think that's what our lecture is about. All right. I think you have a very engaged student classroom. Like, you sort you got the people who were checked out at like coming in, just going here because they've already spent all of their sick days on previous days. But by the end, like I don't think there's anyone in the room who's sleeping or you know playing cards with someone in the back row. Oh uh, yeah, one of the students comes up, like. Probably a catfolk who to be like, uh, Professor Iosa, um, thank you. I, I, are you normally a history professor? I'm normally with foresight. Inwardly, she thanks herself that, again, there wasn't the mind-bending mix-up, as there usually is. I'm normally with foresight, but I decided to fill in today. A breath of fresh air. I would love if you did some more history lectures maybe in the new year i would love to take a class about this because it was very fascinating hmm. and and you hear a bunch of some students like passively agree as they're filing out of the room you can mark experience but also there might be student demand for you to teach an extra class next year i so. think iosa genuinely smiles um because this kind of fascination and actual eager interest is not only enjoyable on a social level, but, well, it's just all around nice. Um, I think the feeling is like the aftertaste of the best ice, ice cream you've ever had in your life. And so she smiles wide and says, hmm, that could be arranged, perhaps. Consider some electives in foresight as well. You must know the future if you wish to shape history, after all. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And also, as the like former history major, that the synopsis for that lecture is like extremely nice. See, I in real life, I fucking love history. Like, I commonly pull out weird tidbits of history from like the last thousand years. Uh, it's true, so... she does. <laughs> yeah. Um... I, I I kind of came up with that synopsis because that would be kind of right up my alley too. All right. Well, with that going out of the way, let's see. Who wants to go next for their lecture? I could. All right. I love the contrast here. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> roll plus charisma. All right. Please be better than my last roll. Um, oh, that's pretty good. Uh, that is 8 plus 2, so 10. Hell yeah. So, what what kind of lecture are you giving? <laughs> All right. Oh, God. So, um, standing at the front of the classroom, waiting for everyone to, you know, file in. Everyone kind of sits and settles down. And um, I, I'm, like, I'm like sitting at my desk at the front of the class. And um, the the bell rings or whatever the fuck. Um, and I uh, stand up and everybody goes silent. Um, I walk up to the uh, front of, you know, the sort of lecturing space. And I give a big, big smile that doesn't meet my eyes. And I tell the students, I have wonderful news for you, my darling students. Your dean has graciously commanded that I grade on a curve. So, I want to make sure that it is impressed upon you all that healing magic is not about sorcery. Healing magic is about flawless medical understanding. Today I want to talk about dealing with poisons. Imagine that you are a medic on the field. 
that you are the one responsible for making sure that everyone gets home alive. There are poisoned arrows flying from the enemy's side to yours, and one of the people under your charge is punctured by a poisoned arrow. Imagine for a moment that your first instinct is to cast a healing spell upon this injured individual. There are three problems with this reaction. Problem number one, if anything goes wrong with your spell, that poison could not only perhaps be more problematic, exacerbated in the extreme, killing them even faster, but perhaps even worse, that poison could be transferred to you. And now there are spells to intentionally transfer the pain someone is experiencing into yourself, if you're a self-sacrificing type. However, that is not the most efficient means by which to heal this individual, and that is only the first potential problem. Potential problem number two. You have a puncture wound. You need to remove what is puncturing them and clean the wound. Casting a healing spell is just going to seal up their body around this arrow. That would be foolish and would lead to greater health problems down the line. Third problem. In order to properly treat this patient, the most immediate course of action would be creating a tourniquet in order to stop the spread of the poison. Therefore, your impulse to turn to magic in order to solve all of your problems is going to cause nothing but further problems for your patient. So, do not rely on magic when you are trying to serve someone for the purposes of keeping them alive. First, administer first aid in a medical context, and then heal them with magic in a judicious, measured, and competent way. And then the rest of the lecture is just kind of like, you know, enforcing more of those ideas. I can imagine maybe even a fun anecdote where the wrong kind of healing magic makes the, per the poison very painful, non-fatal, but permanent. Oh my god, yeah, that would... Uh, that would be sucky as all get out, but yeah. <laughs> I would not want to be in your lecture. That's all I'm just <laughs> me, Matt. Matt, the player, does not want to be in this lecture. <laughs> Terrifying. That was still very fun to listen to. Oh, definitely oh yeah. It was. Definitely it was. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you. Yeah. You mark an experience for such a good lecture. And I think you see, like, one of your students is, like, a dwarf with, like, her beard all braided up and wearing a white cap. She's taking this very seriously. So you know that if she gets 100, you won't actually have to grade on a curve, since it's generally grading, curving the highest grade up to 100. All right. So, yeah. It looks like... You may be able to stick it to the dean. That would be so amazing. Just <laughs> yes. All right, that leaves Poe. Okay, well, Poe is more of a researcher than he is uh, a lecturer, but uh, we'll see how this goes. Oh, I rolled decently. Nine. Nine. All right. On a nine to ten, seven to nine, mark ex you still mark experience, but one of your students will visit you in your office with a complication or a difficult question. So what kind of lecture are so, you giving? So, uh, of course, what Poe is uh, teaching is uh, physics. Um, he, he is a scientist through and through. But, like, Remember that episode of Doctor Who when David Tennant has to go to the middle school and pretend to be a teacher because the, the evil aliens are trying to uncover the base code of the universe through children's creativity? So he's posing as a physics teacher. And um, he so Poji shows up in class all, all David Tennant style and um, then just goes off on this huge lecture that basically sounds like, uh, yes, everyone, uh, welcome, please sit down 
sit down right now. Thank you all, all of you. Sit, yes, sit. Now, then, physics. Physics. Physics, 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 physics. I hope somebody's getting all of this down. This is important stuff. And it just <laughs> will the fourth physics be on the like test? Yes, of course. All of the physics is on the test. Now sit down and shut up. Okay. <laughs> I'm a centaur. And then he launches back into this really technical, um, very mathematically precise um, lecture, apparently, because I rolled uh, halfway decently. And the the chalkboard is just filled with these insane computations. And he just goes off on these wild tangents that means, like, nothing to do with what the actual lecture is supposed to be. But because it's just so freaking brilliant, like it makes sense in some weird way to um, whatever antidote he's trying to actually achieve there. I like the idea of a substantial part of the whiteboard or chalkboard is taken up by literally physics, the effects of effervescence <laughs> on potion effects. <laughs> I love that. Heck yeah. Later that week, like during your office hours, the centaur who asked the question about the fourth physics being on the test clops into your office. They are kind of like they kind of like a reindeer centaur, like a lot of fur, big antlers. Um, and they're like, "Uh, oh, professor, can I can I ask can I can I have a moment of your time? I have a question about like the fifth physics you were talking so about." So you see Poe sitting at his. Um, little desk that he has in the tiny cramped office that's like Indiana Jones style filled with just crap. Um, He's sitting there working on, and and the moment the centaur starts talking, he just puts a finger up, like, wait. Just wait. And he continues to write. Anytime the centaur says anything, finger up, and he does this for a good 10 minutes before he finally puts down the pen, looks up and says, what can I do for you? Well, um, yeah, I was just doing some studying for the final and it has this question about the physics of a lightning bolt spound- bouncing off magical shields. But I was wondering, like, what would the... Uh, difference be if the area like if the area was in a slow time bubble or if there was like a planner portal like ah, uh, making up the shield let me see now if if you are uh, experiencing that sort of phenomenon you must uh you must calculate and uh cor- correct your formula to the radiant curve of the time knife. Now, um, have you ever actually seen the time knife? Time knife. Love the reference here. A jock just <laughs> going by yells at time knife. Uh, no, no, sir, I've, I've never seen that. that uh, is it just like one thing? And uh, Poe pulls out a whiteboard and says, now, listen. We need to have a serious discussion because you don't seem to be able to pick up the subtle nuances of my lecture. Now, allow me to show you here where your attention is failing. And then he goes off on this mathematical tangent showing exactly why the um, student's uh, um, understanding is substandard to what it should be. Like completely ignoring the the actual question that was given until about halfway down the whiteboard, um, Poe actually remembers what it is he's trying to explain to this kid, and the the math changes in an instant and starts going off instead, um, actually defining the radiant curve of time and the correlation of um, magical uh, properties with the uh, electricity behind it, um, hitting that radiant shield. And he, he's starting to go into this weird sort of fourth dimensional geometry. That's probably a way too advanced for, for this level of grad student. 
Yeah, I think at one point you take a breath and the student takes a breath. Thank you for the explanation. You're not done. <laughs> and he, like, excuses himself very quickly. Uh, Poe does not realize this and continues to lecture for uh, till uh, the next class bell rings. And then he puts down the pen, turns around, and that is why you need to study. Uh, where did you go? <laughs> I think you're going to mark a box of burnout because <laughs> you lost that student quickly, relatively at least. <laughs> That's fair. I imagine there are other very nearby timelines where he's quiet, where the student is quietly deciding, I'm, I'm quitting. This is my last semester. <laughs> <laughs> One would certainly hope. <laughs> Other timelines where I wonder how much hit point, how much life has. <laughs> Could I fireball him right here? But out of the millions of timelines that uh, in a fragmented multiverse, there's only one timeline where the centaur actually understands what Poe says and is his life is enriched because of it. Just <laughs> mm -hmm. Unfortunately, that's one of the timelines that has never come to pass. Tragic. So here we are. Jimmy and producing was done by Chell. Hey, that's me. Our intro and outro music were made by Amelia, who you can find on Twitter at am underscore rids underscore music. Matt can be found at scruffywanderer and on Twitch at random rhapsody. Joe can be found on the Trials of the Apocalypse, a PPTA actual play show running games in different PPA systems, and at Twitch as Hazel Azazel. Links can be found on Trials of the Apocalypse also but has avoided any of the social media torment nexuses. And you know what? Good move! Magic the Gathering is property of Wizards of the Ghost. Our Sparks United is unofficial fan content permitted under the fan content policy. It's not approved or endorsed by Wizards of the Ghost, and portions of material used are property of Wizards of the Coast, Wizards of the Coast, LLC.